By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 107.1. It's BS.show. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Together we make BS. It is a Monday. It is not only a Monday. It is the last Monday of October. It is the last day of October. How about that? We get all these last things in one day. And to make matters more interesting, it is Halloween Day. So... Halloween day, Halloween night, you just call it Halloween, I guess that's what we'll call it. Good morning to you. It is, uh, what time is it? It is 6.13. Oh boy, Saturday was a nice day, Sunday, yuck. <laughs> it was just sort of overcast and rainy and drizzly most of the day. Uh, we have a complete forecast coming up in just a couple of minutes from our own meteorologist, Jennifer, and I can never pronounce the last name, Shelly should be here, so that way I could, you know, have her... Uh, announced properly is the name of our meteorologist because it takes a certain flair which i don't have and shelly is the king of flair as far as that's concerned matter of fact excuse me the queen of flair because in fact well you know what that's interesting uh you know i just thought of that with all the thing with like the gender identity thing can you have kings and queens anymore is, is that something that are there are there hold on a minute are there gender-neutral terms for king and queen? You know, that's think about that for a minute. Oh, man, all the crazy stuff we think about. Uh, anyway, Shelly will be along shortly. Matter of fact, I don't know where she's at right now, so let's have some fun. Let's call her and find out where she is. Call her up on the old phone and see what happens here. Hit that button right there, one ringy-dingy, and we'll find out where Shelly is because she's not here in the studio. I love calling people on the phone. Boo. Where are you? Um, actually, if you'd read your text messages. What's your text message? It says, hold on, you're a big butthead. I did not say that, Brad. The elder Don't ever it. talk to me again. No, that was last week. <laughs> this is the new week. What? What's going on? Does your thing not work? It's not working. What? It's not calling out. Hold on a minute. Uh, do this. You getting? Oh, there you are. Thank you. Okay. And now are you there? She's still I'm not. Here. There. Oh, man! I'll tell you what. This is a slick radio show. <laughs> we are so professional. We've got it down to a science. I'm telling you, we don't miss a beat here. Everything is snap, 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 right on the market, right? Absolutely. Yeah, listen to you. Okay, um, lots of stuff going on today. We'll talk about this tomorrow. You know, did you forget we have a, uh, a, a have an appearance tomorrow? We do. Yeah. I must have forgotten it. STL Biz Expo, St. Charles Convention Center. Oh, is that tomorrow? November first. Today's the thirty-first of October. I've heard it every day on the radio, but <laughs> yes. it just didn't it's, sink in that it was it's that close. tomorrow. So well. I guess the reason that I'm so not confused, really, just the, the the time is going by so fast. Yeah, when we're having fun. Do you have the signs still? You yes. Know, our pull-up signs? Yeah, to think about that yes, for a minute, right? Yes, they're in the back of my trunk. Okay. In the back of your trunk? Yeah. In your truck or your trunk or your car? What I drive? That's not a truck. You don't drive a truck. Oh, you drive an SUV. Tomato, tomato. Well, no, hold it. There's a difference. If I if I pulled up in a Ferrari, you wouldn't say, "Oh, that's a truck." 
No, it's not a Ferrari. It, and that's not a truck. It's a Ferrari. It's a car. It's a race car. It's a hypercar. I, it, I don't drive a car. I drive an SUV. <laughs> Thank you, Shelly. Boy, I can tell we're going to have a great day today. <laughs> well, it's true. What, I don't know what you want from me. <sighs> All sorts of stuff going on in the news. Like, really, I really don't know what you want from me. I don't know. I don't know either. Boy, lots of bad news in india and south korea we'll talk about crazy stuff that happened you know all sorts of people killed bizarre weird stuff uh since we were on the air matter of fact it probably happened this is sort of weird when you think about this it probably happened where we when we were on the air on friday where this nutbag breaks into nancy and her husband's house in san francisco and beats him with a hammer I mean, this has gotten so weird. This whole thing, it's like, and now, you know, they're, now the, 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 the Democrats are going, oh, he was a Trump supporter. Huh, how do you, if you read the story about it, the guy's just a certified nutbag. His, quote, life partner is a nudist who's in jail. This crazy gal who supposedly fathered two of his kids, admittedly saying that he's a nutbag, that from one point in time, he left home one day and didn't come back for a year. <laughs> Would you think that was a little bit weird? Did he weird? go out to the store? I have no idea. If 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 you know, if you say, "Hey honey, I'm going to pick up some eggs," and a year later the guy walks back through the door, would you go, "Hey, what took you?" Right? Where's would, the eggs? Wouldn't you say, "Okay, where you been for a year?" I'm going like, you know, I mean, he wouldn't have gotten away that long. No, think about that for a minute. She, I'm serious. I read this bizarre story. Her name is Gypsy something or other, and she's a nudist. And currently she's in jail. I don't know what she's in jail for. What, for. being new? I don't know. I mean, it's just the whole story is is weird is that first off, and you know, once again, I feel sorry because of the fact that Paul Pelosi, nobody deserves having somebody break into their house, hit him with a hammer. And, and, and not only that, Paul Pelosi's 82, okay? He's Aww. a youngster. He's five years younger than me. I'm 87. But, you know, when you get up there in years, it's not like in the old days where you fall down, you break your leg, you know, they put a cast on it. A month later, you're in good shape. Things don't heal that well. You know, or, you know, things don't heal well, nor do they heal fast when you get up there in years. And he fractured not his... Not to mention, he's not the... the um purpose of Nancy, what Nancy well, does. But not, I don't care what it is. I mean, you don't whack people with hammers. I don't care if it's Joe the bum on the street corner. You don't go up and whack the guy in the head with a hammer. You know, I mean, it's just one of those things. And it's not, now they're trying to spin it. Oh, the guy, the guy that did it, he loved Trump and, and he loved Mike Pence and he was at the Republican convention. No, the guy's just a nutbag, you know? And, and mm-hmm. here, let me see if I can find the story. We'll talk about this later. But now they're talking about, see, we already have, and this is sort of interesting because there's already controversy with one of our St. Louis area U.S. reps, Corey Bush, who now, since she's taken office, has admittedly spent a half million dollars on protection, okay? She's got private protection, but of course, she wants to defund the police. You know, you and me, when we dial 911, you know, the call would go like, hi, thanks for calling 911. Unfortunately, we've been defunded, so guess what? Figure it out yourself. If somebody's you're on bre- your own, baby. <laughs> you're on your own. If somebody's breaking into your house, we don't know what to tell you to do. If somebody just stole your car, go out and find it. Because we've been defunded. We're the police. At least we used to be. See you later. Bye. You know, I mean, I don't get it. I, I read another thing over the weekend about the city police department. Well, what about it? Oh, my God. They're losing guys left and right. Supposedly, there's this room... And I don't know if this is true or not. I've I've read this story. Is it the naughty room? No, no. I've read it three times. It's supposedly at police police headquarters. It's a room, 
And as the guys retire, they ceremoniously go into this room and they throw their uniforms on the pile. The pile is now seven feet tall of uniforms of all the guys who've resigned, who've quit. I'm out of here. They is go, that true? That, supposedly it is. I mean, they, and, and they call it the Exodus Room or something like that. Where you know, And I'm going like, okay, what's going on? I probably believe that. Now, if you were, let's, let's say you were like a young man, young woman. Can we even say that anymore? Um, if you were a young humanoid, humanoid. <laughs> young humanoid, if you're a young humanoid and you just got out of college or let's say you're 21, 22, 23, didn't go to college, which is a waste of money and time. Um, and, oh, and Brad, Brad, you, Brad, 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 would Brad. you want to be a police officer? I mean, and have people shoot I, at I you. I couldn't be a police officer anyway. I'm too scared. Have people spit at you. Have people, you know, try to kill you. Have people try to run over you. Have people disrespect you. Have people try to throw urine on you. Right. Spit on you. Urinate on you. I mean, would you want that? I sure wouldn't. Nope. I mean, I mean, once again, did I ever tell you I work, used to work for a police department? You did? I mean, back in the day. Oh, my. I think people... Wish I could have been there back in the day because a lot of stuff went on. Man, back in the day, I could tell some stories still. You should. I still think you should write a book. I'll uh, have to write it. Man, I could tell you some stories about about the hawk, who who I know the hawk is long gone. The hawk was... Who's the hawk? The hawk was one of my lieutenants. Oh, okay. Yeah. We're back to the... We used to call him... Police department. Yeah, everybody everybody had a nickname at the police department. There was the what hawk. What was yours? No, these are all the officers. I don't know. I mean, the officers. You had a nickname. No, 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 no. It was, it was, it was, it was just all the officers. All the officers had nicknames. There was the you hawk. Had a, you had a nickname. There was blue, blue. There was blue. We won't say why we called him blue. And and there was there was Biggie. Biggie was one of the female officers, and because her name was Bogansky, everybody used to call her Biggie. Biggie and God, it was everybody had a name. You know. <laughs> and and there was leather lungs. <laughs> really? Had a voice like this. Had his big, deep, beautiful voice. Had a, a sound. You know, when he talked, the walls vibrated. Leather lungs. They call them leather lungs. <laughs> you ever work at a place when you work at the FAA? Did everybody have nicknames? No. Really? You call no. people by their names? Well, the the air traffic controllers had nicknames. For each other, or you called them that? That for each other, well, I just called them. Trolls. You just told me when I worked when you worked FAA, you said you said nobody had nicknames. Then you said the air traffic. Don't they work for the FAA? Yeah, but I was in a different department than they were. Yeah, but I said the FAA. I didn't ask you for the air. The, your department did. Well, Airways facilities didn't have nicknames. Air traffic controllers went by nicknames. Okay, you know what? Next break. When you weren't listening, when you were off the air, I I, I was I put out the question: Can you call people kings and queens anymore? Because that's, I think so, and I heard that. Well, that's gender specific. How can you do? You can't do that anymore. I think everything. I has, don't care about gender specificity. <laughs> everything has to be gender not specific now. You can't say. No, it really doesn't. Not in my world. You know, this. Have you, you will you, always be a he. Did you, I will always be a she, her, woman. It did, doesn't matter. Last I will week, never be a. Did you did you know the story about last week they had eight TikTok quote unquote stars who were uh, guests of the U.S. government last week? Did you hear this story? No. And they went to they met President Biden in the Oval Office and they went to a, a press a press briefing and they went here and they went there and, and I'm going like okay, you know, I I don't know I 
somehow when you think of TikTok stars and you think of government people, you don't think there's any common ground. You know what I'm saying? I mean, do you think that... Why, why would they pick TikTok stars anyway? Because they're trying to get young voters. The Democrats are trying to get young voters because they're getting hammered by the old people. The old people are going like, we don't like this inflation. We don't like this. you know. And the TikTok stars are all rich because they're all making buku bucks off their TikTok deals. Matter of fact, they, they live, all these, eight of these TikTok stars live in the same TikTok house. You know about TikTok houses? No. You don't know about TikTok houses? I don't follow TikTok. Oh, my God. Time I can't believe you don't know about TikTok houses. I don't care about them. <laughs> we'll talk about it next break. You really don't care about TikTok houses? No. Okay. Shelly, you know. What? I don't want to tell you this, but you're sounding kind of old if you don't know about TikTok houses. You know? Mm-hmm. If, I'll show you old, buddy. If you're young and hip, you oh, when Brad says, Tick, oh, I know everything there is to know about TikTok houses. But if you're old and 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 and, and set in your ways and, and, you know. I'm pretty much there. Did I not tell you that I found out that I was almost 60? What? I know. I'm, I don't know how it happened. I'm 27 years older than you. In... in 28. It's right now at 626. It is BS.show. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Shelly, are you there? I am here. Are you there? You know who that was? No, Brad, I don't. Who was it? The Donut Liquor. Duh. (laughs) Dude, that was so 2005. (laughs) The Donut Liquor. 2015, sorry. I got problems with No, 2000. Yeah, 2015. Yeah. Well, seven years ago, you know, she's still looking donuts. Matter of fact, matter of fact. Oh, she is not. Her, stop it. Her latest tour oh, kicks stop. off. I'm, I'm not blah, 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 blah. <laughs> her latest <laughs> tour <laughs> kicks off in January. <laughs> it's called <laughs> it's called <laughs> the Krispy Kreme Donut Liquor 2023 <laughs> Tour. Yes, she's being sponsored. Oh, dude, please. <laughs> she's being sponsored by Krispy Kreme. And she's traveling the country. <laughs> You're so bad. And she's, and she, as a matter of fact, they have, every day they have personal appearance. Hey, today in Kansas City. Yes, Kansas City. Ariana Grande is on the Donut Liquor 2023 tour. Stop by any of the Kansas City area donuts, uh, uh, you know, what do you call it? Uh, Krispy Kremes. And you can lick, you can eat one of the donuts that Ariana Grande has licked. Yes, only today only. Only at the Overland Park Donut. Krispy Kreme, come by and eat one of Ariana Grande's licked donuts. You don't believe me? Well, they got their free advertisement out of you some way, <laughs> didn't they? I told you the the I told you the stupid Krispy Kreme story, didn't I? Uh, once or twice, yeah. But go ahead. Okay, should I tell it again? Sure. We have new people on. Back in the day. Hi, new people. Back in the day, my routine was I would cook dinner for my kids so i'd get home you know like four o'clock in the afternoon and get ready to cook dinner and guess what was on tv it was oprah so i had a tv in the kitchen and i watch oprah okay i'd sit there and i watch oprah here we go again i'm rebooting the computer and it's not going to work again darn it darn it darn it darn it darn it that's what i'm afraid of mine i'm afraid i'm going to reboot it and it's not going to work okay hold on a minute let me retry it again okay anyway i would get home at four o'clock and i would watch oprah because she came on between four and five okay so one day she has the head dude like the ceo of krispy kreme on now keep in mind this guy 
this guy who she had on ultimately would be thrown out because they got Krispy Kreme got in all sorts of trouble because they were cooking the books. Okay, you know what I'm saying what about does that co- mean? cooking the books? Meaning I know what it means, but why were they cooking the books? Because they were trying to inflate their stock price. They were trying to make it look oh. like the company was doing much better than it was. It was doing it was doing so so. They were trying to make it. Oh my God, Krispy Kreme! You know, and and because remember, it was the goofy thing that that people got into it. Like, oh my God, the hot lights on. You know what I'm talking about? The what? The hot light. You know what I'm talking about? No. They have a light. At least they used to on the sign oh, or inside yeah. a building. I know about the hot light. Right. That when the donuts were coming off the donut machine, when when Ariana Grande was there licking them as they oh, came up. Stop it. <laughs> anyway, so they had this doofus on, and he brags about, well, you know, we don't have to spend any money for advertising because we get radio advertising for free. And my ears perk up, and I'm going, okay, I'm going to listen to this guy. How does he get radio advertising for free? Because we try to sell radio advertising, Okay. He tells the story, and this was true, that each of the Krispy Kreme stores on a daily basis was supposed to take like four dozen donuts and go to a radio station and give them to the guys on the air. Hey, we're from Krispy Kreme. We got donuts. And he said the stupid radio, and he called them stupid. He, he literally called the radio people stupid. He said the stupid radio people would talk about, oh, my God, the Krispy Kreme girl's here. She brought us Krispy Kreme. Oh, my God, Krispy Kreme donuts are so good. And they would they would do this and, and because of the fact that, that, you know, once again, radio people are stupid and we would give them free advertising. In other words, like we work for donuts, essentially, is what they said. So now the interesting part of this is... Uh-huh. They used to do it. Get the monkey some donuts. (laughs) They'll do anything. The interesting part of this is they tried to do it in the afternoons with Frank Opinion when he was on 550. And Frank Opinion was the smartest guy in the radio business because he would always say, hey, we want to thank those people that bring us free food. We're not going to tell you who they are because of the fact that that's why they bring us free food because we want you to, they want to get free advertising out of it. We're not doing it. We're just eating their food. He wouldn't even call it donuts. He says, we just eat their food and we thank you so much. It was great. We enjoyed it. <laughs> so, Then did everybody else catch on? Well, no, but, but the monkeys. pretty soon... Because once again, these are the jocks. Pretty soon, the you know the smart guys at the radio station, not the guys on, not the people on air. We're the dummies. The smart people at the radio station, you know, the general manager, the sales manager, the people who are smart people, not the stupid on-air people like us. They finally went back into the studio and said, "Hey, you know what? Those Krispy Kreme people should be buying advertising stations. Stop talking about them on the air. If they bring us donuts, don't talk about that you're getting free donuts from Krispy Kreme." Okay, so that's so. Now here's what's interesting. A friend of mine who, by the way, at one point in time, I think was like some kind of a marketing dude for Krispy Kreme, told me this story. He said, Krispy Kreme has this policy that if you go into Krispy Kreme and you order one donut in the drive-thru, they give it to you for free. And I go, no, no way. No, why? No, it's not going to work. And he goes, no, I'm kidding you. I said, he's not kidding you. Seriously, try it. I did that for probably two years. I would go through the Krispy Kreme drive-thrus and I would order one donut and they would say, okay, pull around to the window. And I would go up to the window and they would give it to me for free. And I'm thinking to myself. You showed them. Yeah, I showed them. I'm the radio guy getting back and I'm like, okay, you guys think we're stupid that we bring free donuts by, by the radio station? We talk about you on the air. Guess what? I'm getting a free donut. And man, I tell you what, there were a couple of Krispy Kremes. They knew me. I mean, I was there every day. The one, in, uh, the one there on 44, right next to the QT, right there in Bowles, I'd hit that one all the time. 
I'd be there. Sometimes I'd be in two, three times a day. If I'd be by back and forth in 44, I'd jump in there. By the way, I have to tell you a bizarre story. Remind me to tell the story in the 7 o'clock hour, okay? Okay. It was the most unique experience. I had dinner yesterday, and I actually didn't eat in my car for a change. I actually ate inside, believe it or not. And I had the most unusual experience. And and I have to tell you about it because I think it's funny. You may not find it funny. I'm I'm vamping for time because I'm rebooting the computer because it's screwed up again. I'm on You're re- vamping. Yes, I'm on re I'm reboot number three. You know what vamp? Don't you know what vamping is? Uh, no, I know what clamp glamping is. You don't know what vamping is? No. Seriously? Did I just say no three times? Yes. No. You don't know what vamping is? V a m p i n g. Okay, let's. Oh. So, do you know what it is, or do you have to look it up? I do because it was a musical term. Oh, really? Yes. Repeat a short, simple passage of music. The band was vamping gently behind the busy lead guitar. So in other words, the idea being is that when I was... God, here I go fourth time. Hold on a minute. Release. Try this. Apply. Close. No, i got to do it again. In other words, you're sort of just winging it. It's it's a musical term predominantly. You know, the, the idea behind it, matter of fact, if you want to go way back in history, one of the first the first big song that Stevie Wonder had was called Fingertips. You know what I'm talking about? I do not. Do you know this this the song you don't know the song Fingertips? I do not. Okay. The song Fingertips was a song that was recorded live. And uh, it was like the first big hit for Stevie Wonder when he was like 18, 19 years old. Young kid, okay? And what's interesting is he finishes the song. It's done live. And he finishes the song. And they, they there's like applause and stuff. People go like, you know, hey, more, more, more. So they decide to start over again. They start decide to start the song over again. If you listen carefully, you can hear one of the musicians in the background yelling, what key, what key, what key? Because they didn't know, they didn't know what they were playing. Because <laughs> they were just like they were vamping. Get it? Got it. Is that nerd stuff? By the way, I found this guy yesterday. I need to. I need to record this thing. You know, when you think you know something and then you realize you don't know squat. There's this guy. I think his name is Adam. To me all the time. <laughs> yeah, it happens to me on a daily basis as well too. His name is Adam Neely. And he's this incredible musician. And he breaks down music on, on on YouTube. He has like this huge YouTube channel where, oh, here we go again. I got to reboot again. <sighs> you know, we may be stuck talking all morning. It may take not. Take a breath, Brad. It may not work. Hold on. It's going to work. Just take a breath. Hold on. Let me go into this. Uh, talk for a minute, Okay. Okay. Oh, I flash mobbed the, over the weekend. Well, Shelly, tell us about that. <laughs> well, um, my ghoul pals, my my uh, boys and ghouls, they um, we went flash mobbing, and they started down at the Central West End, and we ended out here in St. Charles. Really? Was it yes. fun? It was a blast. Did you have fun? I did. You're supposed to be talking by yourself. I'm trying to fix the computer, and you're supposed to be talking well, by yourself. Well, I, I am talking about myself. And so I, it was so funny. So I dress up as a zombie, of course, and it's a party girl zombie, of course. 
And Okay, well, well, hold on. Explain what a party girl zombie is. I was just up like a party girl in my little black dress and my high-heeled boots. And... Is that different from a regular zombie? Everybody's zombie is different. Really? It's like everybody has a stripper song. Everybody has their own inner zombie. My stripper song is Disco Duck. I can see that. <laughs> Mine is Cowboy by Kid Rock. You know... <laughs> And I was actually in a drive-thru, and it came on, and I was like, she's like, what are you doing? I go, it's my stripper song. Everybody has one. You should get one, too. That's true. Everybody has a stripper song. Is that mandatory? It's it's a thing. You know, it's, it's funny like you should mention thing. it, because when I, when I renewed my driver's license, I went into the driver's license bureau, and the guy was, you know, asking me of a dress and all that kind of stuff. And he says, okay, now what's your stripper song? I go, wow, Shelly's right. Everybody does have to have a stripper song. Everybody does have a stripper song. It's not a thing. It's a thing. It's not a lie. But anyway, I digress. So I was, <laughs> so I do my makeup up and um, I tease my hair. Your mama dresses you funny. You never take me anywhere. That was me teasing my hair. And... I missed that. What was that again? <laughs> I'm not going to repeat it, Brad. One more time. I just, no. I just got a successful reboot. Hold up. I did, but I didn't. Hold See? On Let me hold on a minute. Media Finder. Okay, there's that. I got to put the meters back in. I got to do this. Where we just did, we just did boyfriend. We did that. Weather is there. Okay. Can I not finish my story? Yeah, go ahead. Well, I tell okay, you what. So... I tell you what. Let, let's let's pick it up on the other side because now that I get the computer fixed, I don't have a vamp for time anymore. Uh, right after this break, we will come back with Shelly doing her flash mob thing. Okay. Yes. Six forty-four. It is BS dot show. Shelly talk. She's not there. What do you want me to say? I'm, I, I finished something. Pick up your story again, okay? What story was I talking about? <laughs> the flash mob story. I know. I was just okay. messing with you. Pick up your I flash mob story. I was just joshing. Okay, pick up your... You were vamping. Pick up your flash mob story. No, I got to fix something. Again. I was actually trying to tell my story. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so we flash mob. They started at Casa Loma down in Central West End. I didn't go to that one. I do have to tell myself sometimes there is life past the green bridge. So, um, but I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't go down there last night or I'm sorry, Saturday, but they came out here and we did the, we flash mobbed the public schoolhouse. We flash mobbed a wedding and we flash mobbed Friendship Brewery. Now explain to me who organizes this. Uh, is some this, of the flash mobbers. Is this still Harry Sneed? No, he actually got out of it, and uh, it will always be Harry Sneed's because it was his brainchild but right. in the St. Louis area, but um, he's not actively a participant. Do you get money for this? No. What we do is the person that we go flash mob, right. they pay $150 to their favorite charity. Right. And then they uh, they pick the charity, and we give them a form to fill out, and they give it to the they, the charity signs it, and then they have it for the records. Then they just text us a a picture of it, so we know that 
um, it got done, and that's what they do it for. I think that is so good that you support local charities. And by the way, um, I one of the, the charities that I think that you should support is the Brad Hildebrand Fund for Underprivileged Radio People. I would love it if you <laughs> would give money to the Brad Hildebrand Fund for Underprivileged Radio People because we would sure appreciate your money. Yes, we would. And, you know, you heard about those other people calling their, what, 401c3s? We're a 901c3, which means we are even more needy. The higher the number, the more needy you are. Is that true? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mayor- oh, it is not. <laughs> Stop it. I'm just, I'm not even going to with you today. Yeah, we're a 901c3. <laughs> we're no, we don't mess around with this 401 or 501c3s. They ain't nothing. We're a 901c3. <laughs> Indeed, no. Okay, are. so, so. You all show up. Do you like stage like in the parking lot or something like that? Or how do you do we this? We do. So everybody gets together and then there's like there's like a boom box or who's got the music? Uh, sometimes the venue does. We work all that out. Or sometimes we have a boom box that we bring. I have one. I have a speaker that I bring. Um, but most of the time the, the people have a that have a venue so, have the speaker and we just give them a flash drive. So now do the people for the most part – Obviously, somebody at the venue you're going to, the event, knows you're coming. But do the rest of the people? The owner, usually. Do the rest of the people know? No. Aren't you afraid of getting shot or something like that? No. I mean, oh, my God, who are these people? You know, some nut nut gets, oh, my God, they're they're from the dead. I'm going to shoot them. No? No. You don't worry about that? Nope. Okay. <laughs> you know, people. It's you know, all prepared ahead of time. Yeah, but you say the people are like at the wedding reception. They don't know you're showing up, right? Well, the bride does. Yeah, but the but some nutbag in the oh my god, there's 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 zombies inviting us. I gotta go get my rifle. You don't worry about that because after all no, these Brad, stupid after zombies aren't real. After all these stupid Walking Dead movies and stuff like that. <laughs> right? No, no, seriously. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't worry about that kind of stuff. No, because we, I didn't know if you knew this, but zombies aren't really real. What? I know it's a shocker because <laughs> oh. we're so um um I don't know what the word is, so forget it. You, you say that one more time. Nope. <laughs> say it one more time. Mm-mm. Say zombies aren't real. I will not. Okay, I'll say it. Hi, I'm Shelly. Zombies aren't real. What? <laughs> <laughs> You're such a man child, Brad. I am. So you don't get so why do you do it if you don't get paid? Because it's fun and a, and it's like the little ripple that could. Hold it. Now you said the Casa Loma. You talking about the Casa Loma ballroom? Uh-huh. Isn't that a South you said that's in West End, isn't that in South City? I thought the Casa Loma was in South City. On Cherokee. No? I, I, well, I maybe they didn't do Casa, but I know that Casa had something down there, and normally they do do it, but I think did, they did, said they were in the Central West End. Did you say doo-doo? <laughs> Only you would pick that up. <laughs> you said they do-do. <laughs> That's what you said. I did say doo-doo. <laughs> and when I heard it, you know what You know what went in my brain? I've got this thing in my brain. You know what happened in my brain? When you said doo-doo, I went, You're funny. Okay, hold on a minute. Who is that, by the way? <laughs> You'll never guess. If Who? I gave you 10,000 guesses, you'd never guess. Who? Okay, hold on. Hold on. I could look this up. Casa Loma Ballroom. Um, there's a Casa Loma they, Beauty Salon. 
Uh, hold on. Casa Lone Ballroom. Yeah, it's on. It's in South City, thirty-three fifty-four Iowa. Let me. Can I tell you the story on Casa Lone Ballroom? Let me see where that's at then. What? The at least the, for a long time. I don't know if he still owns it. A guy I used to work with at the old KSOQ, mm-hmm. Pat Brannon. <clears throat> Pat Brannon was a sales guy. Two things I remember about Pat Brannon. Pat Brannon had this really nice car at the time, and he got into this incredible hail, hailstorm one day. And he came to work, and he talked about how they had totaled his car, and he was actually going to the dealership that day to pick up a new car. And I went out and looked at his car. I have never seen a car more hail damage in this car. It looked like somebody went at it with baseball bats. I mean, they weren't like little dings. They were like craters in this car. It must have been like grapefruit size hail kind of stuff, okay? That's number one. Number two, he told the story. His wife at the time worked for Southwestern Bell. And he told the story that there were all these different divisions of Southwestern Bell. Because remember, Southwestern Bell used to be headquartered here in St. Louis. You know, back in the day when they had the big building downtown, where they were in the big corporate building that once upon a time cost like $100 million to to build. And now somebody bought it for like $300,000. Okay, anyway... I'm exaggerating a little bit, but not much. He told the story about his wife's boss was so much into winning the corporate softball league. They had a softball league within like Southwestern Bell. They had like, you know, the accounting department took on like the, the, you know, the physical asset department. You know, I'm talking about all these different departments in the Southwestern Bell. Right. This guy hired ringers who were like, incredible softball players who could not do their job. In other words, he was hiring people not to do a job, but to be on the on their division softball team. And he talked about it was a running joke that there were like four or five guys that worked in this department who didn't know what they were doing. They had a desk, they had a, you know, an office, they had a door and the whole bit, and they literally did practically nothing all day long the only reason they had a job was because the boss hired them because they were like these killer softball dudes. They were like guys that could hit a softball like, you know, 4,000 feet. And they were like excellent softball players. And, and I'm going like, Pat, I don't know if I can believe that or not. So one day I meet his wife. And I said, you know, your husband told this story about you working in Southwest. Oh, yeah, I've been there for a number of years. I go, he told us the story about the softball team. And she says, you mean the, the ringers that work with us? And I go, yeah, is that true? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a running joke. We got like four or five guys at work, and they have they have no idea what they're doing. The only reason our boss hires them because every year we win the corporate, the corporate softball championship of Southwestern Bell because these guys are like professional. They're like as close as you can get to professional athletes. These guys are like guys who played minor league baseball and made it up to AAA and then couldn't get into the big leagues, and they finally just, ah, I'm, I'm going to get a job. And they got hired by this guy to be ringers on the Southwestern Bell I think she was in the accounting department, the accounting department softball, and they won like the the Southwestern Bell championship like eight years in a row. Every year they'd win because these guy would hire these people, and they would just sit in the offices and do nothing. Can you imagine that? Yeah. Matter of fact, I heard the story that the FAA had this thing about that they had this thing they had the they the the flash mob championship. 
and that Shelly got hired because of the fact that she was a professional flash mobber. And the only reason she got hired for the FAA was because once a year she was doing all these flash mobs and, and her boss hired her. Oh, Shelly, you're the best flash mobber. We're going to hire you even if though you don't know what you're doing. That's pretty much true. <laughs> okay. I didn't know what I was doing, and so they moved me up to Springfield and trained me. Okay, if we have to take a break, 659. Break. <laughs> right. It is BS.show. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Shelly, you know, I'm reading something that I am totally confused about. As a matter of fact, What's that? Um, Mike Otten sent me this story. And of course he did. It's sort of a sad story, but... I, I think there's a huge mistake in the story. It's on Fox 2. This is on Fox 2 News. Matter of fact, I may play the audio here to see if this makes any sense. This is a guy, a story about a guy who is a paraglider. You know what a paraglider is? Um, he's paralyzed, but he glides? No, no, no. Paragliding is is like, it's like a parachute. You like, it's like a parachute with like a, like a steel frame attached to a parachute. And it's got like a big, a big blower in the back. So in other words, you like... You know, you you stand up, like it's got a little seat. You sit down, and you fire up this engine behind you, and you start to run, and it pulls you up in the air. So in other words... Okay, yes, I do know what that okay. is. Okay, okay. Here, let me, I'm going to read you the first four paragraphs of the story. This is on the Fox 2 News site, and okay. once again, I'm, like, confused, okay? Uh, a man reportedly crashed while paragliding last week in Washington, Missouri. So far... Searches for 35-year-old Kenny Loudermilk from O'Fallon, Missouri, have turned up with nothing. Now the family is asking for the public's help. They're hoping the public can assist with certain kinds of equipment. Now here's, here's the paragraph that doesn't make any sense. Family members want to search an area not too far off of I-270 in Riverview near the Chain of Rocks Bridge. We're told Loudermilk... Well, well, I know! We're told Loudermilk was operating a powered paraglider last Wednesday evening when several eyewitnesses reported seeing him crash into the Missouri River just east of the Highway 47 bridge in Washington. So why in the world would they be searching 270 in Riverview? That's First off, that's the Mississippi River, 270 in Riverview. That's not even the Missouri River. Let me, right. Okay, I'll re- witnesses shared that they watched as Loudermilk sunk in the river and never resurfaced. It's unclear if Loudermilk was able to release himself from the paragliding equipment before he hit the water. Crews from Missouri Highway Patrol's Water Division, the Washington Fire Department, and the Bowles Fire Department have been searching for him, but so far have found nothing. Missouri Highway Patrol has been taking the lead in the search effort. Why in the world does it say family members want to search an area not too far off I-270 in Riverview near the Chan Rocks Bridge? Hold on a minute. Let me see if I can refresh this story. Maybe because he actually jumped off the Chain of Rocks Bridge. No, hold on a minute. Let me see if this is going to play. Let me see if I can... Hold on a minute. Let me see if I can play this. Foundation is the key to protecting that investment. Okay. Here we go. Wall cracks, settling, water problems, or... All things basement. Space. Woods. Oh, woods basement systems. No. Woods. The all things basement... I'm getting their free ad, even though that guy's a jerk to me. But that's a whole other story. Okay, here Thanks, we go. Amelia. The ongoing search for an O'Fallon, Missouri paraglider who reportedly crashed last week into the Missouri River. That uh, continues. Uh, That was near Washington, Missouri, and so far nothing has turned up. Yeah, now his family wants your help. Fox 2's Chris Ringier is live in North City to explain this all. Chris? Well, John, family members of 35-year-old Kenny Loudermilk, of course, want answers about their loved one. Now they are hoping the public can help with searchers and Equipment. We are just off I-270 in Riverview here in North St. Louis with the Chain of Rocks Bridge off in the distance. The family wants to search an area not too far from that bridge. Authorities tell us Loudermilk 
was operating a powered paraglider last Wednesday evening when several eyewitnesses reported seeing him crash into the Missouri River just east of the Highway 47 bridge in Washington, Missouri. Witnesses say they watched as Loudermilk sunk in the river and did not resurface. It is unclear if Loudermilk was able to release himself from his paragliding gear before he slammed into the water. Crews from the Missouri Highway Patrol's Water Division, the Washington Fire Department, and the Bowles Fire Department have all been searching for Loudermilk, but so far to no avail. The Missouri Highway Patrol has been taking the lead in that search effort. Loudermilk's family members are asking anyone with equipment like boats, sonars, drones, and helicopters to assist in that search. The family wants to search from the chain of rocks at Shoto Island, not far from our location here, to the north where the Mississippi River meets the Missouri River. Then they want to search up the Missouri River out to Washington. A prayer vigil for Loudermilk is set for this okay i guess that makes sense that uh, does make sense okay now that, now that it's finished well but yeah. now hold on a minute now let's be honest they want to sit there and see how far the tide has taken him and they want to start where they think he would have ended up and go backwards i don't think that if you fell into the missouri river at washmo you're going to show up at the chain of rocks bridge on the mississippi i don't think that's going to happen I really don't. I mean, you do never you, know, Brad. Do you, know, do you, you know, don't how, know what things are going to happen? Do you have, have any idea how far that is? I mean, that's, yeah, but that's like as the crow flies. But as the river flies, because keep in mind, the Missouri, and you know, this is my little bit of history. At Missouri, at Washington, is at the southernmost point. It's in the entire flow of its river. It goes no farther south than Washington, Missouri. Then it goes, it curves around, and it goes pretty much north. Because when you drive west on 40, west on 370, west on 364, west on 70, you're going on the Missouri River. You're going west. The Missouri River is going north and south. Then it goes up along, you know, the outskirts of it's, it's the barrier between St. Charles and, and, and St. Louis County. Then it turns, it makes a curve back to the east, and it goes east and west. Across North County, because if you look at a map of North County, you know, if you go way up in North County, you know, that's the northern boundary of North County, North St. Louis County. Then it curves to the south and goes into the Mississippi south of Alton. That's where the confluence is. Matter of fact, if you go way up in North County, where I used to live, believe it or not, I used to live like about a half mile from the Missouri River up in North County. I don't think the guy's going to be floating along from 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 the Highway 47 bridge in Washmo. And by the way, that's the Shelley Bar Bridge. Did you know that? What? I, I bought the naming bridge, naming rights to the new bridge. The, that's the Shelley Bar Bridge, the Highway 47 bridge into into Washmo. It's the Shelley Bar Bridge. Uh, yeah, because that would mean something to someone. <laughs> yes, the Shelley Bar Bridge. Okay. Uh, I. Why in the world would they be searching at 270 and 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 Riverview? I just told you why. I don't get it. Because that's the farthest they could have probably prognosticated. How far that would have he he would be at this point, and they're trying to work their way backwards. I think the odds of him being swept along by the current are like probably about the odds of me being the next president of the United States, which is like ten ten billion to one. You know, I I don't know. I I I don't get. Hold on, my, my phone's binging. Maybe binging. Maybe people have answers. I don't quite understand. Uh, 
trying to find a body will go anywhere. Running, river running, six, six miles per hour. Uh, look in your email. I don't know. I, I, that seems like a stretch to me. It just does. Don't you think? I think I don't know. I think I think it actually makes sense to me. But one of my if they've exhausted if they've exhausted all of their which majiggers their options. I I don't think that that's that would cause me closure. One of my clients, I remember his name, Dennis Dunker. I don't know if Dennis Dunker's still around. Dennis Dunker used to own Royal Oaks Jeep Eagle. Uh, when it was uh, back, it was Royal Oaks. First off, it was in Delwood, and that was one of the buildings they burnt down when during the Michael Brown riots. And then he moved up to the old Bellman place in in uh, Florissant, and then he moved out into St. Charles, uh, right there at Mexico. And uh, what is the name of it? Is that Mexico? It's right across the street from the old Weather Bureau. You know, they still got the radar dome up there. Okay, Dennis yeah. Dunker was a crazy man. Dennis. Dunker was seriously into paragliding, and Dennis Dunker was trying to get the world's record for the highest altitude paraglide, okay? And he told me this story, that he got special permission from the FAA. He put a a encoding altimeter. You know what that is, right? I do. Okay, he, and for those of you who don't know, don't know what it is, essentially what it means is the encoding altimeter, back in the day, now it would be like ADSB, but back in the day, the uh, the altimeter was a thing that told you how high you were, and essentially he had it connected to a transponder, and essentially the FAA could look at him on a radar, and they could say, oh, he's 14,000 feet in the air. You know, they can read your altitude, Okay. Because the al- the altimeter is sending a signal to the... Once again, this is like nerd stuff. Okay, he claims... I think he told me at one point in time, he claims that he was at 13,000 feet. Okay? Now, think about it. You're in a little tiny... You're, you're in a little tiny, like, seat that's like being hung below, below, beneath, beneath a, para, a parachute with a big old blower on your back. It's like a big old monstrous... You know, like, well, not a big monster. It's like a snowmobile engine that you strap to your, your back, and it's got a big old propeller, and it pushes you. So, in other words, you gain altitude very slowly by, essentially, and you can uh, adjust. There's, like, cords that come down from the parachute, and you adjust how the parachute acts. You know what I mean? So, in other words, how it, you can have it, you know, go left, go right, go up, go down, by more power, less power, that kind of stuff. Now... The thing about it is, if that thing thing's strapped to your back and you go into the river, guess what? You're going down to the bottom, right? I mean, you're not you're not moving. You're gonna be like you're gonna be like an anchor, right? Am I yeah. missing? I mean, I don't know. I don't understand it. I mean, I I don't get it. I don't get it. But you know, a lot of things I don't get in life. What don't you get, Brad? I don't. I, to me, it's it would be like it would be like me saying, "Hey, you know, uh, a friend of mine was heading west on seventy to uh, between Kansas City and Denver, and all of a sudden, I can't find him anymore. He doesn't answer his phone anymore. Oh, okay. Well, let's search I ninety five in Florida. Well, hold on a minute. Why would we search I ninety five in Florida? Well, you said he was heading west on seventy to Denver, right? Yeah. Well, he might have gone to Florida. No, he was heading west on seventy to Denver. No, we're going to search I ninety five. Okay, that doesn't make any sense. Right? He's someplace out there in I-70. He's at, he's at Freddy's at Hayes, in Hayes, Kansas. <laughs> oh. 
Enjoy that. Remember that? I talked about that on the air. And you remember your daughter had just been through Hayes, Kansas? Remember that bizarre story I talked about? I do. I've talked about the Wendy's on I Hayes, Kansas. Have you ever been to Hayes, Kansas? You get west of like, you know, like 50 miles west of Kansas City on I-70 in Kansas. And it's like you drive and 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 you drive. There's nothing but cornfields and, you know, and, and sunflower field, sunflowers, you know, sunflower fields and things like that. Until you and get to Hayes, dreams forever. And until you get to Hayes, Kansas, and you get off—I don't know what road that is—in Hayes, Kansas. But it's like every imaginable franchise is in Hayes, Kansas. You want donuts? They got three different donut franchises. You want hamburgers? There's ten different hamburger places. You go to McDonald's. You go to Freddy's. You go to Wendy's. You go—I mean, you—you you name it, it's there. And then when you get back on I-70 out of Hayes, Kansas, you drive and you drive and you drive and you drive and you drive. Anyway. People are like blowing up my phone. Apparently, they think I'm like, I just don't lost your cookies. Hold on a minute. And how did would you feel if someone if surf if some jerk G- DJ laughed at your efforts to find him? I'm not laughing at him. Doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, if he fell into the Missouri River at Washington, unfortunately, he's probably in that area somewhere. You know, I mean, I don't think he's gonna float down the river. I don't. I'm not making fun of him. I think it's sad because of the fact that, you know, once again, I'm an I'm I'm an ex helicopter pilot, haven't flown in years, and I find aviation accidents. Matter of fact, there's this guy I watch on YouTube. I shouldn't watch this channel. And there's two guys on YouTube that and they're 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 both safety experts. They're both extremely good pilots. And what they do is they give you a play by play of all these crashes. I mean, literally, sometimes within like a few hours of a crash, these guys have a YouTube video up, and they're talking about, okay, because now with the with the advent of everything being on FlightAware and Flight 24 and ADB, ADSB and all this other kind of stuff, you can look at this thing real time, not real time. In other words, you can say, okay, this plane crashed. It was flying from St. Louis to Kansas City, and you can look at the data from ADSB, you know, and there's it was ADSB. Can't remember the name of the website. You can pull off all this stuff. And then you can see, okay, it, it, over over Jefferson City, they were at thirteen thousand feet. All of a sudden, something happened, and when they're near near Sedalia, something happened, and they dropped five thousand feet within a couple seconds, and blah 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 blah. And then, you know, all of a sudden, they disappeared from radar. Okay, and then they go through the whole thing. Okay, but what's sad about it is, in September, in September, there was a fatal clack crash almost every single day. You know, these are, you know, essentially private pilots, what they call GA, general aviation. These are small, like Cessna 152, Piper Cubs, things like that. Every single day, there was this fatal accident. And going like, and, you know, not all were just single fatalities. Some of them were like, you know, two people, four people, stuff like that. Going like, now hold on a minute now. <laughs> is, is, is flying a little Cessna 152 or 172, is that safe? If every single day in the United States, there's a crash? And someday there were like two. It was crazy. And I'm going like, man, you know, and the sad part of it is most of the time it's pilot error. Rarely it's like equipment. You know, sometimes it is the engine fails and the guy tries to land and, and ends up crashing. Most of the time, if the engine fails, the, most of these guys are pretty good at being able to put the plane down somewhere, but not necessarily all the time. But usually it's like, you know, guys who are, shall we say, trying to fly a little bit beyond their capabilities. You know what I'm saying? I do. When are we going to talk about your yesterday? So I'm working yesterday, and I'm coming back on 44. 
probably about 5 o'clock last night, and I decide I'm going to go to the White Castle in Fenton, right there at 44 and Bowles, okay? And rather than eat in the car like I normally do, I'm driving my truck. I'm rather than eating my, I'm driving my, my one little, my, I'm driving my $300 SUV. So rather than eat in the car, because I don't want to get my car dirty, because you know how clean I keep my cars. So is it an SUV or is it a truck? <laughs> no, it's SUV. I'm in my SUV. I forgot what it's driving. Okay. So I decided I'm Is a, it a car? Oh, it's an SUV. Oh, okay. It's a SUV stands for Suburban Ultra Vehicular. Everybody knows that. Okay. Uh, so. I go inside to eat at White Castle, and I'm sitting down there, and there's the creepiest people in there in the world. Plus, the White Castle has got, like, these goofy, stupid little, you know, things hanging from the ceiling, you know, like black cats and things like that. So, two young guys walk in, and I'm sitting there eating, and at first, I think it's a joke, because the guy walks up to the counter, the one young dude number one walks up to the counter and says, we've never been here before. Can you help us with the menu? <laughs> okay. They're at White Castle. Okay. Think about that for a minute. So the first thing he says, the guy behind the counter says, yeah, what can I help you with? And the guy says, can you explain to me what a chicken ring is? <laughs> now, think you ever about- had those? Those are delicious. <laughs> now, think about that for a minute. Doesn't the name chicken ring say it all? If you say, if it's an onion ring, it's an onion that's a ring and it's got breading on it, right? So wouldn't you think a chicken wing or chicken ring would be the same thing? But I guess you're thinking You never know what people are coming out with. <laughs> so so the guy explains to him what a chicken ring was, okay? So he's going like, Are they good? And the guy behind the counter says, Yeah, they're my favorite. Yeah, even though he probably never eats them. Yeah, they're his favorite, right? So then he starts he says, Okay, um then uh how big are the hamburgers? So, <laughs> I'm going like, this is White Castle. You'd think these guys are for like outer space or something like that. Okay. Now, I have to tell you, this is on I-44. And what's interesting is when I go out in the parking lot, I'm trying to think, okay, who are these guys? I'm thinking these are some two rich dudes because what's in the parking lot? A Mercedes-Benz Sprinter camper towing a tricked-out Jeep. Okay. Now, first off, the Mercedes-Benz uh, Sprinter, Mercedes the Sprinter is like the van, like what the FedEx guys drive, only it's like, and they, these are both like practically new vehicles. The Sprinter is probably a $100,000 vehicle, probably more than that. The Jeep's probably 50000 bucks because it's got, you know, the big old monster's tires. It's got the tow hitch on it. They're towing this behind their, their Sprinter, okay? So I'm thinking to myself, okay, these dudes are from some someplace probably from the west because if you know if they're from the east everybody from the east knows where what white castle is right from the west not so much so these guys are probably from the west somewhere so he's ordering and he says to the guy i'm ordering for two would eight hamburgers be enough and i'm thinking to myself is this like some kind of a youtube prank you know where they're like secretly recording going to white castle and pretending they don't know what what they're doing at white castle and the guy says he says, well, he says, I think that would give you a good start. But he says, you can always come back and order more. I'm going like, okay, I like this guy behind the counter. He's, you know, he's being Mr. Suggestive Sales. He's upselling the whole bid. So then he says to him, he says, how do the French fries come? And the guy behind the counter says, they come in a box. And he says, how big is the box? 
And he says, it's the same box we put the hamburgers in. And the guy goes, well, how big's the box? So he goes back and gets a box and shows him the little box. Okay, um, give me four of those. Okay, what kind of sodas do you have? And here we go. They have the mystical Coca-Cola machine, which to me is the world's worst invention because anytime I go to a restaurant and I'm behind some old dude or some old dudette who can't figure out the stupid Coca-Cola machine. You know what I'm talking about? The fancy schmancy Coca-Cola machines. Have you seen these before? I have. Okay, where there's a screen. Wendy's has them. There's, there's a screen. First off, there's this is this is problem number one where you're behind old people. Okay, there's a screen. Oh, more Martha. What do we do? Oh, I think you touch the screen, Jim. Oh, okay. What do I do then? I think you pick out what you want. Okay, but there's 14 choices for Diet Coke. Well, you can have raspberry Diet Coke or, 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 or you know, fruit jello Coca-Cola or, or vanilla red, red raspberry Coca-Cola. Well, I don't know. Which one should I pick, Martha? I don't know, Jim. I always get behind those people. So he says to him, we give you a cup and you go over there to the machine. And the guy looks over the machine. And he says, I've never seen one of those before. <laughs> I'm going like, okay. This is a prank. These guys it, it has to these guys are, are doing a YouTube prank. This is, hey, this is Jim and his buddy going to White Castle, pretending they've never been to White Castle before. So I'm sitting there. I'm finishing my meal. I'm thinking to myself, I was tempted to go up and go, hey, can I help you? I am a White Castle ambassador. Any question you have about White Castles, I can answer it for you. Why didn't you do that? <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, I'd probably get punched or something Scary. like that. Well, no, yes. I'm going like, it was It was so funny because it would be like somebody going to McDonald's and going like, okay, explain to me what a Big Mac is. Okay, now, I think you can sing the Big Macs thing, right? Give me the Big Mac thing. Um, Let me see. Come on, I thought you did that I, before. I'm thinking of Burger King. Let's see. Two all beef patty, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun. Exactly. Everyone knows what a Big Mac is. That would be like me yes, going to McDonald's and say, okay, what's a Big Mac? How many pieces of meat does it have? Two. What does it What does it have in the middle? Has a piece of bread. What kind of sauce does it have? Has a special sauce. Special sauce. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> like, does it have a pickle? Yes, it's got a pickle. <laughs> it's, does, does it have a top and bottom bun? Yes, it has a top and bottom bun. Okay. Um, is it tasty? Yes, very tasty. Is it, is it got a lot of calories? No, only about 100 calories. Okay, I'll take 10 That's a lot. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it has like 1,500. So do you think these guys were for real? They've never been to White Castle? Do you think they were punking, punking See, the... now, I don't understand why you didn't ask. <laughs> I'm going like, it was so bizarre. Seriously, I, I don't understand why you didn't ask. <laughs> when, he, when he starts out asking what a chicken ring was, I'm going like, okay, dude, if you can't. That's, isn't that the song, Ain't No Thing But a Chicken Ring? I've never heard that before. What's that song to? You've never heard that the song? Ain't no what? thing but a chicken ring. What? Hold on a minute. Is this some obscene song? Really? <laughs> Hold on. If it's if it's Do you a... honestly think I would tell you some obscene song on the air? Hold on a minute. Okay. My stupid phone. I have this this stupid passcode on it. I hate I'm it. sorry, what? I I hate the stupid uh, five hundred sixty three calories in a Big Mac. Um, 
uh, oh, the smartest woman in the world. She's she's saying you know so much about everything. You are so brilliant. You're actually so stupid. Okay, I'm 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 that. Okay, um, hold on. Let me go in here. Now, what's the name of the song again? Ain't no thing but a chicken ring. We'll go to the source of all music, and that's YouTube. Ain't no thing but a chicken ring. Okay, ain't <laughs> no thing. H i n g, but a chicken ring. But a as ain't no thing but a hound dog. C h i c. That's nothing but a hound dog. Oh no, That's it's a Elvis. chicken wing. Ain't no ain't nothing. Ain't no thing but a. See, keep keep trying. Chicken. R i n g. <laughs> what are you laughing at? You're laughing because you're 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 punking me because there is no such thing. There's no such song. There Hold is so. There's not. Ain't no thing. Ain't no thing but a chicken wing. That's disposable television 14 years ago. Man, that's old. Walker Hayes, Y'all My Life. Ain't No Thang. That's by Outcast. Walker Hayes, Y'all My Life. Uh, Outcast, Ain't No Thang. It ain't no thing but a chicken wing with a big butt laying on your lap. That's. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to play Where'd you get that from? That's right from here. That's from B Tech. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to play that one. No. Uh, Foghorn Leg. It's actually Chicken Wing, Brad. I had you going for a little bit, didn't I? Foghorn Leghorn Best Moments. <gasps> I love him. Hold on a minute. <laughs> you could go to Granger.com to find what you need to get the job done. Granger, supplies and solutions for every industry. Free ad for Granger. If you're inspired to advance your oh, here career, we, go again. we invite you to learn online at Purdue University no, Global. No, that's a scam. Don't go to college. All right, sister, out with it. Let's have it. Now, what I say, what's the big idea bashing me on the noggin with a rolling pin? Anyone's head, boy. But, that's a head. But that's a joke, boy. You missed it. Went right past you. You gotta keep. I say you gotta keep on your toes. But toes, that is. But the fast ones get right by you. Keep your ears open. But yappity yappity yap. I can't get a word in edgeways. What are you doing? You know, it's amazing. You watch these old cartoons talking about violent they're whacking each other the heads with baseball bats that's what we were grown up on we didn't have these kind of problems (laughs) yeah okay we gotta take a break at 731 it is bs.show i'm shelly she's brad okay shelly you listening to the radio right now you okay no i mean are you listening off air can you hear this if i'm gonna play the stupid song um yeah i can read it hear it off air okay here we go okay A chicken wing ain't no thing but a chicken wing ain't no thing but a chicken wing is that the song you're talking about there's another song out there that has it in the in the words but i told you there was a song ain't no thing but a chicken wing Man, I tell you what, I love those lyrics. By the way. I thought they were deep. I listened to American Top 40 yesterday with Ryan Seacrest. I figured out what this, and I'm not trying to be a jerk when I say this. I'm open-minded about music, okay? I think to my, I heard this a couple weeks ago and I thought to myself, that has to be the worst song I've ever heard in my life. It's like, it was out to the point, I'm going like, can it end soon? What song? I figured out what song it is. 
Okay. Okay. And it's yeah. actually moving up, moving up the charts. <laughs> it's the worst song I've ever heard. Are you going to play it? I can't because I can't find a clean version of it. Because like every other word's the F-bomb. Here, it is like, here, let me find it. It's like number. Well, play the song you just played me. That was riveting. Ain't no word. It's called Bad Habit. It's number six, Bad Habit by Steve Lacey. Okay? Okay. It's got to be the worst song I've ever heard in my life. And it's been on the charts for 11 weeks. And Well, how can, the, how can it be radio edited? It would have to be if it has that many cuss words in it, right? Okay. I'll give you a little story here. Okay iHeart owns I don't know how many gazillion radio stations, right? Yeah. They have a special deal with the record companies. And this is, I'm not making this up. This is a true story. They have a special deal with the record companies where the record companies give them, give them only special mixes of the song. They literally have what they call the iHeart mix. The record companies provide a special version of these songs to iHeart. Now, what's interesting okay. is... What makes them different? They cut out all the cuss words. Well, but, they can just give you it, and you can cut out all the cuss but words. But they don't give them to me. They give it to iHeart. Don't ask me why. I don't know. You know, I'm not iHeart. You know, call up the iHeart and say, how come you guys get special editions of the songs? And <laughs> hold on a minute. Hairball? Typically, what they do is they just do what they call mix-outs, where when the offending word comes, they just it just is gone. Or sometimes they'll do special versions, which have the artists record clean versions of the song. And there's like several versions of the song. Matter of fact, if you go on YouTube, you can find these in YouTube. Like if, like if you p- pick a song and it's got a lot of F-bombs and S-bombs in it, you can typically put, put that song title in there and put clean, you know, and bang, you'll come up with another version of it. But it's not the iHeart version of it. And, the, and like I said, and here's what's also interesting. On their top 40 stations, the CHR stations, they don't allow cold intro songs. I don't know what that means. A cold intro song is a song where typically there's like, like you know, like, and then the artist starts singing, okay? That has, that's not a cold intro. So in other words, there's like, let's say there's a seven-second instrumental intro, and then the artist starts singing, okay? Uh-huh. iHeart does not allow that. Every song, I mean, I mean, that's what they allow. They don't allow songs that are just like, from the very beginning of the song, the guy's singing. You know, like the, the first, you know, if you play the song, the guys start singing right from the beginning. That's what they call the cold intro song, okay? Okay. They don't allow that. So the record companies give them special mixes of the songs that are cold intro songs, have an intro on it, that they literally go in the studio and they put together an intro on the beginning of the song, which, and they give it to iHeart, but they don't give it to anybody else. You think I'm making this up, don't you? I don't. Okay. Actually, here next break, next break. Look up this song. You can find it on on YouTube. It's Bad Habit, Steve Lacy, L A C Y. Okay. Okay. It to me is the worst song I've heard. Like, I heard it a couple weeks ago when I was listening to AT40. I'm going like, what in the world is that song? <laughs> it was like it was like painful to listen to. And you know, I guess what my problem is, to me. I've always be a a pop music kind of guy. 
I like songs that have hooks. I know that about you. You know what I mean? You know what a hook is? A hook is like, you know. I do. I, it, and it has like, m- you know, melody that, you know, like, and it gives you like the earworm thing where you can't get it out of your head. You know, like, like, for you example. me, what, <laughs> years ago? I still don't know how you did that. I did what? Hooked me. Hold on a minute. Okay. Like, for example, here, here we go again. Here, here, like, like, like this one right here. Right. You ready? Okay. That's got a hook. I mean, she says super lonely. Okay, bang, super that lonely. Does, that's not the first part of her song, though. I know, but once again, the song's got sort of a bouncy beat to it. So yeah, da, 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 it da, does. Da, da, it's da, a fun little song. You're right. It's a fun. Exactly. You just said it. It's a fun little song. It's not. It's like, oh, you know. And it's funny. Recently, I had. I, it's funny because I had three people mention this to me. They said. What's going what a great co-host you have? No, no, no. What's going on with oh. music lately? And I go, I go, what do you mean? I go, well, you know, if I listen to your station, I'm not hearing, I'm not hearing really good songs. And I go, well, because of the fact that music sort of goes in, in flow. You know, it, it ebbs and flows. All of a sudden, you got like a bunch of artists who are grinding out music like, hey, you know, here's another interesting thing, okay? The Taylor Swift album set a new record, okay? She, or Midnight, whatever, new album. The one that she redid? No, no, this is a new... Of this all is, her songs. This is all new stuff. All new stuff. She released oh, okay. it, she released it last her. week, okay? Nobody's playing it. Another radio Why? station. Because, quite honestly, I listened to several of the cuts. It's like, okay, it's not Taylor. It's not like the good old Taylor Swift song. I mean, I guess, you know, artists have a certain life where they get to a point she where... A, her, her stuff used to be really edgy. Well, she's always, you know, it's like, okay, how many ex-boyfriends can she have? You know what I mean? The worst thing for Taylor Swift is she get married, you know, because then she can't tell all the ex-boyfriend stories. Uh, but once again, nobody, her a million. nobody's playing her music on the radio because, quite honestly, it's not very good. It sort of sucks. I tried to, I, I was listening to this couple cuts over the weekend. I'm going like, <coughs> hold on a minute. One of these days I'm going to shake this stupid cough. Okay. Anyway. I'm going like, okay, it's not like Taylor Swift stuff. Now, having said that, in times gone past, matter of fact, where where Cosmo works at yes. at Y107 in Jefferson City, Columbia, okay? When they when her album came out, I don't know, four or five years ago, with uh, what's the guy from Panic and the Disco, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, Panic at the Disco, dude, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, I don't. Okay, anyway, they changed the name of the radio station for one day. It was called Taylor Swift 107 or whatever it was called. I don't know. They For one day, they changed the name of the radio station. They played the song like every hour, okay? I mean, it was, I, you know, really, you know, first time I heard it, I go, oh, man, that's a hit. You know? I mean, I hear this stuff off stuff off her new album, like, okay, that's a stiff. You know, they're either hits or they're stiffs. You know? It's a stiff. Stiff. It's a stiff? Yeah. It's my one boss. As in rigid? No. My one boss... There were two groups of music. There were hits and there were stiffs. A hit was like, you know, a hit song. A, a, if it wasn't a hit song, it was a stiff. It wasn't going anywhere. It was like, you know, like a dead body kind of thing. It's stiff. It sucks. It's no good. It's a stiff. Okay. A hit or a stiff. One of the two. And music, there's no there's no gray area. It's either black or white. Hit or a stiff. It's either a huge, huge hit. Or... I used to be just a straight black and white person until I met you. <sighs> Poor girl. We have to take a That's break. That's true. It's 745. Well, it is no. BS.show. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Together we make BS. Right, Shelly? That's absolutely correct.
I'm going to dial a phone number here. I want to see what's coming up. You ready for this? Are you ready for this? Are you ready yes. for this? Okay, here we go. Got to make a call here. It's one ringy dingy. Hey, how you doing, partner? Hey, Smash. How you doing, man? I'm fine for waking up. Uh, some people would call it a normal time of day. Others would call it a torturous time of day, but nevertheless, glad to be waking up. This is the the Smash. Shelly and I have been talking about you. I mentioned you on here last week. Uh, I talked to you last week. I think you are, to this day, still the radio god. <laughs> Is that with a, a capital G or a little G? That's <laughs> a big G. Um, oh, it is. Okay. Good. Okay. Good. We talked about you in the air last week because, and I hope you yeah. don't mind we talking about this, you're going sure. through some health issues, correct? Is it safe to say that? Uh, I'm. The, the key is I'm going through them. I'm not stuck in them. Good. So, yeah, I'm going through them. And so I talked about it on the air last week that everybody should think positive thoughts for you. Say yeah, prayer, that kind of right stuff. Right. And Shelly even said to me, well, you think he's doing okay? I go, let's call him and talk to him on the air. So here he is right now, right? <laughs> right on. Now. I'm, do I'm, doing, uh, I'm doing okay, and I'm getting ready to do better. Good to hear. Yeah. Uh, you have been, when did you first come to St. Louis? I uh, started up uh, January of 88. At Casey. Yeah. Um. And you have been, matter of fact, you were originally born and raised in Indy, correct? I was born in um, a town called Varia, in an area called Macedonia, in a country called Greece. That's right. You were born in Greece. <clears throat> the country. Yes. And, and not, yeah. where, not where they fry the donuts, right? Now, <laughs> That's now, what I'm talking about. Yeah. Now, when did, you come to the United, when did you come to the United States? I came August of 1951. I was two years old at the time. Wow, you just gave away your age. You know that. <laughs> okay, so so you started in radio in Indy, correct? I started up in uh, in Indianapolis in '77. Wow, you've been at this a while, and and I have to tell you, I've told the story on the air. Tell the story about you going to D.C. Oh, I um, for a couple of years prior to my taking the job in. DC at DC 101, which was one of the premier rock and roll radio stations of that era. And um, I was fortunate enough to be the voice of the station for a couple of years. Then they said, we're going to need an afternoon guy. Would you be uh, contemplative of making a move to DC? So I went over there and I auditioned with uh, a guy named Howard Stern. And in that audition, I was on uh like a Monday and Tuesday, uh, his partner, Robin Quivers, uh, was uh, just sitting in the other room listening, and I was Robin for uh, a couple of days. And so I did my audition with them. They brought me in after the second day and said, listen, we'd like to have you in uh, in the afternoons and be stern in the morning, smash in the afternoons. So it uh, took about six months to negotiate that contract, and we got it done. And then I come to D.C. <laughs> six months uh, later, and they got me up at uh, one of the hotels. 
It was funny because when they were first courting me, they had me in a really nice hotel. Then once I was hired, it was a really nice hotel. <laughs> it was funny, the difference. Nevertheless, uh, I got up because I'm supposed to meet the boss, Mr. Labar. Golf Labar, Godfrey Labar was his name. Everybody just called him Golf. Golf Labar. Meet him at 10 a.m. And so I'm getting up and turn on the radio. I'm listening to DC 101, listening to Stern. And as I'm listening to him, he's just carrying on Stern style. I'm thinking to myself, holy mackerel, I'm going to love being on this station because this guy's getting away with everything. And one of the things he was doing was lambasting to a harsh degree Golf Labar, the general manager, the part owner of the station. And he was like really complaining on him. So I looked at my wife and I said, Man, if, if this dude don't get fired, I don't know what. And if he doesn't, this is going to be a great place to work. And <laughs> so uh, I get to the station a little bit before 10 a.m. And at 10 a.m., the secretary comes in. Howard Stern had just gotten off the air. And she said, would you mind waiting? Mr. Labar is going to be speaking with Howard uh, Stern, with Howard. And I said, sure. So I waited, and two and a half hours later, <laughs> I'm, I'm still sitting in the lobby. Two and a half hours later, the secretary, as they were called in those days, secretary comes out to me and said, Mr. Labar will see you now. So I go back in there, and uh, he said, uh, he used to smoke this humongous Cohiba type of cigar it was big, it was thick, it was stinky, but he was general manager, so he sat through that stuff, and he was sitting there smoking a cigar, and he said, I just fired Howard. <laughs> I thought to myself, well, I, I, I figured that. Okay, I figured that. I said that to my wife, that if he doesn't get fired today, I don't know what. Anyway, he said, I just fired Howard. You start tomorrow. And I thought, oh, no, I'm, I go by musician's hours. You know, I, I don't wake up at 3 in the morning. I go to sleep at 3 in the morning. And uh, so I was kind of like in anguish within my mind and in my heart and in my spirit. He said, you're going to cover for Howard until I find his replacement. Wow. <laughs> okay, so I went, in, I went in the next day. The word had gotten out that uh, Howard had gotten fired. And I went in the next day and I was the, uh, I was Mr. Labar's target practice, shall we say. The people were calling in and they were firing on me. They were mad on uh, mad at me as if I was the guy who got Stern fired and I'm the guy who's replacing him. Uh, anyway, I did that for two months until they found a guy uh, called the Grease Man. The Grease Man comes in, he replaces Stern. I moved to the afternoons. And uh, without being braggadocious, just straight up numbers, uh, we ruled D.C. for the, the six, seven years I was there. It was spectacular. And it was Howard Stern who uh, helped me get that job through the interview. And uh, it was funny because he was doing this movie, Private Parts. They called me a few years later and said, uh, hey, do you have any of your uh, introductions for Howard? And I had them. And I thought, oh, all right, they're going to ask me to be in the movie. 
And uh, all they wanted to do was hear him. So that the guy who they did hire as the announcer knew how to deliver the uh, here's how it's turned out. Wow. Set. So they just use yeah. you as like a reference for the other voiceover reference. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. But, uh, he's uh, always been kind to me. I've had friends call say he has talked about me at various points in time. And, uh, and I, you know, one of the things that uh, especially a lot of younger broadcasters don't know is that one of the best ways to become a uh, a top banana is to know how to be the second banana. <laughs> and, so, and so in those days when, uh, those two days when I auditioned with Stern, uh, the thing that left these folks impressive was that I didn't try to take over the show. And that's one of the things Mr. Labar told me was one of the reasons we hired you is because you didn't try to steal the spotlight from Howard. And so, you know, Ed McMahon's a blatant example of it. You got to know how to be the, the best second banana you can be so that uh, you let the top banana shine so that you're at least uh, involved in the bunch of bananas. So you were hired the day he got fired, and you lasted you lasted seven years, and at one point in time, DC 101, wasn't it like the top-rated rock and roll station in the country? Yeah, it was uh, like the five top stations in the country, and it was one of the top five. Oh, my God. Yeah, those were the days. Smash, great days. Smash look, I appreciate you uh, Let me put you on the air this morning. Um, yeah. You're, you're getting better every day, and uh, our listeners, all three of them, are, are thinking good thoughts about you. <laughs> you think I'm well, you got four or five now because I told them it's going to be on the air. <laughs> we got a whole bunch, right? Uh, a bunch of bananas. Anything, anybody, anybody, anything, any, can, can, anything we can do for you? No, I'm cool, man. I let this stuff lay low. I don't put it on Facebook or nothing. Like I said, I'm, I'm going through it. Everybody goes through things, and the key is to go through it. Don't get stuck in it because then the quicksand will pull you down. But I just I go through it, man, and. The, uh, and going through it, I, you know, I believe in the Lord and I believe in the uh, potency of uh, prayer. And I, with that belief, I'm able to go through all this stuff and come out on the other side in a big positive. So I'm uh, out for a while. I uh, will be back in the new year, man. Okay. I'll keep in touch. I'll call you a couple weeks. See how you're doing. How's that sound? You are loved and appreciated, all you guys over there, for taking care of me because the uh, the stations have taken care of me. Have taken to my, my people's praise party thing that I do on Sundays there, and we're still we're, and, we're still running it. I know I appreciate it because I get all kinds of grief from people because the Jesus music show. Because growing up, I loved gospel music. I went to all kinds of different churches, and uh, I was brought up Greek Orthodox by my mom and Jewish by my father is one of those interracial type of marriages as they called them back then interfaith marriages, but it was like an interracial marriage back then quite controversial. And, um, and uh, I just went to a number of uh, different churches and came to love gospel music. And so that's what I play on uh, Sundays on the people's praise party. And in uh, doing so people have uh, said, smash, aren't you the guy who created the smash adult party games? <laughs> <laughs> some of the biggest <laughs> X-rated things I've ever seen in my life. I say, yeah, but that, that the key is the word is was. <laughs> I don't do those anymore, although I got offered a lot of money to uh, go back to uh, Pops for there because I used to do them at Pops all the time. 
go back for their like 50th anniversary or whatever it was and said, the best thing, the biggest thing we've ever done here is the Smash Adult Party games. Would you recreate them? And I said, no, I don't think I could go see my my friends at church or with people's praise party doing the Smash Adult Party game. But, uh, hey, you know, we're where we were and we are where we are, man. Hey, man, have a real good day. I'll give you buzz in a couple weeks. I'll check out with you. you guys. Thanks a lot. Okay, bye. With appreciation. Uh, Bye. Bye. What a great guy he is. He really is just a phenomenal human and, being. And what a lot of people don't realize, he does tons of charity work. I mean, for, he does. For years, he was the ring announcer for the, which is coming up next month, which is tomorrow, for the Guns and Hoses. Guns and Hoses, yes. He was the ring announcer for Guns and Hoses for a long time. Okay, anyway, we went over with Smash, uh, which was worth it. Uh, it absolutely, it was. He's. Um, Shall we say, in the last several months, have had some health issues, and um, one point in time was not good. So he's doing much better. And uh, once again, if you believe in the power of positive thinking, believe in the power of prayer, and he does, think some positive thoughts for the smash and say some prayers for the smash because uh, he's still. Uh, we didn't talk about this, but he's he's inside. If you know what I'm saying. Okay, I do know that he um, is trying to keep it low-key. Yes, and doesn't really want people to, you know, know where he's at and that kind of stuff. But anyway, he's a good guy. Been around a long time. Uh, Once again, uh, you know, I mean, he's got – you talk about a guy who's got some radio stories. That guy's got some radio stories. Oh, I bet he does. Um, And and once again, I mean, imagine he's hired to be like Howard Stern's sidekick, shows up for work the first day, and Stern gets fired. (laughs) <laughs> moves his family you know into dc can you imagine that i mean god you know you you show up for a new job and all of a sudden the guy you you were hired to be with is gone and then people hate you because you take over for him and they think that you had something to do with the fact that he got fired so yes they, that, <sighs> that's the way people are that's where the way the radio biz used to be. Unfortunately, it's not that way anymore. So, okay, I've totally blown the format by doing that. So here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna it's break the format Monday. Yes, we're gonna. I'm gonna do a, a, an audible here. I'm gonna do right here. I'm gonna go right here. I'm gonna do our legal IDs. KSLQ FM Washington, K R A P A M Washington K two ninety six watts. Yeah, hold. Let me do that again. K two ninety six H A Washington. A uh, little brain maneuver there for a minute. And Shelly? Brad? T- tomorrow morning. And you know what? What? You know what? I won't be here tomorrow morning because you know why? Why, Brad? I'm going to win the billion dollars in Powerball. <laughs> and I'm going to get. You'll share with your friends, right? And, and I'm going to get that FY money. And I'm just going to, everybody who's done me wrong, I'm just going to have fun, you know, like, you know sending airplanes over their house and dropping like dog poop on their roof and stuff like that. So what I'm going to do. That'd be kind of fun. That's <laughs> what I'm going to do tomorrow <laughs> after I win the billion dollars tonight. Okay. Have a real good day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Okay. Peace and I fly. It is 8.06. Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning Show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive, LLC. See you soon.